Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, June 7th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians fall to the Boston Red Sox in the opening game of this homestand, uh, 5-4 on Tuesday night. Uh, a four-run eighth inning sunk the uh, the Guardians there as uh, Angel De Los Santos uh, gave up uh, a bunch of runs coming out of the bullpen and uh, Shane Bieber who had gone five and what two thirds only allowed one run, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, they can't hang on to, to sort of get the win there. Uh, guardians tried to rally in the eighth, uh, scored two runs, but miles straw, uh, struck out with, uh, you know, the, uh, tying and go ahead run, uh, in scoring position. Uh, just, uh, an, another example of, uh, the guardians scoring runs early and then, not being able to add on and and knock a uh, a starter out in in James Paxton. Yeah, Joe, they had a, a great chance uh, to uh, do some damage against Paxton. Uh, they scored two runs uh, in the first inning on consecutive two out doubles by Naylor and Bell, and then they do nothing after that. Uh, Paxton only making his third start since uh, 2021. Joe, this is a guy that missed. All of 2021 with Tommy John surgery. He opened this season on the IL with a hamstring injury, and this was only his third start of the season. But they missed a great opportunity to uh, knock him out early. Then the Big Maple settled in and, and pitched great. I mean, seven innings, two runs, two walks, nine strikeouts, completely shut down uh, Cleveland's offense. You know, by the end of the game, uh, the Guardians had 10 hits and had scored four runs. Uh, usually, uh, when those two things happen, uh, they they wind up on the uh, uh, the right side of things. But uh, in in this case, it was uh, it was Angel De Los Santos in the bullpen that that sort of uh, had the letdown. And and De Los Santos has been really good uh, up to that point this year. Uh, he just didn't have it coming out of the pen uh, in the uh, the eighth inning there. Um, couldn't command, couldn't locate his fastball. And, and, uh, Tito said afterwards that that was, that was pretty much the issue was that he couldn't find the strike zone. Yeah. This is a guy that really has stepped up for, uh, Cleveland, Joe De Los Santos. Um, you know, with Karen Jack's Karen Jack struggling, he's taken over the eighth inning. 
uh, showed a little. I think he's starting to show a little wear and tear, Joe. Sunday in uh, Minneapolis, he gives up a you know the leadoff home run in the eighth inning there. In uh, but they hang on uh, for a two-one win, and uh, you kind of same situation uh, last night. Starts the eighth inning with a two-one lead, and uh, you know bang, bang, bang. It's you know four guys come to the plate. They all reach base. Uh, and uh, just started a merry-go-round in, in the inning. Uh, you know, they kept scoring. They couldn't get an out. And, uh, you know, by the time the inning was over, they had a, you know, Boston had scored four runs. They had a 5-1, 5-1, yeah, I think a 5-2 five, five lead. And uh, yeah, it's basically over from that. But I don't think that's, you know, De Los Santos' fault. I mean, you, you can't be perfect. He's going to have a hiccup now and then. I thought, but he's done overall. He's done a great job. I just don't know, Joe, if he's you know kind of a frontline setup guy. He's he's moved into that role. He's done a great job, but uh, maybe Karen Check is ready to come back in and 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 take that job over. But we'll have to see how that progresses. Yeah, it it, it would be really good if they could figure out and get their the back end of their bullpen lined up. You know, Trevor Steffen, another guy who. Uh, you know, had been used in, in different roles in that back end and, you know, had maybe shown some signs of, like you said, wear and tear there. Um, uh, you know, you can't really say overuse because these guys pitch every other day or, or whatnot. But uh, just in, in seeing the way that this bullpen has been taxed so much this season, uh, getting to the guys at the back end uh, has has been a, a real challenge at times. And, uh, you know, it, this is an, just an example of a, a game that you could have won uh, had had things been right. And you're even coming off an off day. So there, everybody should have been, you know, fine. I think they used five relievers in the game. So, uh, you know, everybody got a chance to go out there um, and, and, and do something. Uh, offensively, uh, like you said, they, it's the same uh, sort of pattern, I guess. Uh, we talked about it during the game. It's, uh, you know, score a couple of runs early. And then you sort of take your foot off the gas and, uh, you know, you're still in the game at in the eighth and ninth inning uh, with a chance to, to maybe, uh, you know, pull ahead or, or, or take the lead. Uh, but uh, it, it takes a, a big hit here or there. Uh, Josh Naylor, two for four with a double and RBI, two runs scored. Uh, Josh Bell coming off the paternity list, a couple of uh, a couple of hits as well. And, and Will Brennan, uh, three for four with two doubles. Uh, on, on RBI, uh, Brennan, uh, you know, looks uh, looks like he's starting to figure things out uh, at the plate over his last uh, seven games, the seven-game hit streak, uh, batting over 500 with, uh, um, a, a, what, an 840 slugging percentage. Uh, uh, the kid looks like he's feeling real comfortable at the plate. Yeah, he looks like a different guy than, uh, you know, than, than in April when he came up. Or I should, yeah, when in April. um and uh, had the big double uh, last night in the eighth inning, uh, you know, kind of brings him back to, uh, you know, makes it 5-4 uh, with the, uh, you know, uh, Rosario is on uh, sitting on third base there. And, uh, you know, but Miles Straw, you know, strikes out on that check swing. But, yeah, he's starting to come around, Joe, and he's, he looks confident. Uh, and they need something like that from the bottom of that lineup. You know, they need a guy that just doesn't hit singles. They they need some uh, a little bit of pop there, and uh, you know he, I think he can provide that. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, we go back to, you know, it's funny and we keep going back to uh, the, uh, the the moment back during uh, the, the series uh, two weeks ago against the White Sox where uh, Brennan's line drive uh, accidentally hit a wounded bird on the infield. And, you know, he, he kills the bird with a, a line drive. And ever since then, he's been on an absolute tear. I think he's uh, you know, 14 for 31, something like that, uh, at the plate, he's, uh, he's hitting line drives, he's hitting the ball with power. And like you said, that's exactly what they need, uh, out of that spot. I mean, if the, if the roster undergoes any sort of transformation over the next couple of weeks, and if Miles Straw continues to, you know, to, to be the same hitter that he has been, uh, you could see roles changing and moving. You could see Will Brennan moving to, uh, you know, maybe center field. And, you know, if they bring a bat in to play right field, uh, Miles Straw could go to the bench and, and be the fourth outfielder. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility, Joe. You know, Terry Francona loves Straw's defense, um, you know, but I guess you got to be, you know, how how long – are they willing to go with that? I mean, they went all last year with them, you know, hitting what, 229, no home runs. Uh, he seemed like he was in a better place this year, but, uh, you know, he's kind of slid back on that. And, um, you know, so we'll, we'll see, you know, if they take, will they take a gold glove center fielder out of the lineup? It's an interesting question. I like, I like Brennan, you know, the, the power of the bird, you know, he's kind Mm -hmm. of, he's kind of, you know, he's representing the spirit of the bird when he hit that two run home run in uh, Minneapolis, I think it was on Saturday that helped them, you know, to that four, two win, Uh, you know, he did the bird sign going around the bags. So, you know, he's still, uh, still representing that bird. So I think, you know, that's a good thing for him. Another good thing to see was Ahmed Rosario coming off the bench uh, late in the game in the eighth inning. Uh, with a pinch hit RBI single. Uh, he did not start the game uh, with that lingering knee issue. Uh, Gabriel Arias started the game, uh, went 0 for 5 with four strikeouts and uh, made an error in the field. So uh, not the way that you, you sort of want to, um, you know, uh, produce if you're Gabriel Arias uh, getting bumped up to that number two spot in the order uh, really just sort of did not uh, do much. He had he had like nine swing and misses uh, in, in the uh, swings and misses in the uh, in the game there uh, in his five at bats. But uh, not a good look for Arias and Rosario coming off the bench. Uh, I would be stunned if he's not uh, in the starting lineup in his familiar number two spot um, uh, tonight uh, when the, uh, the series continues. Yeah, you know, t- uh, Francona basically said that you know, before uh, yesterday's game that they, they expected, um, you know, Rosario to be back in the lineup uh, uh, t- uh, tonight. And, uh, Joe, do you think he should have, you know, I, somebody called me and said they thought Rosario uh, should have, you know, scored on Brennan's double. But I thought maybe their whole, I think, you know, uh, 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 Mike Sarball held him up and stopped him at third. I, 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 I didn't really think about him scoring, but maybe I missed something. Were you watching no. that? I was watching, and from what I saw on the play, it was a good hold. I mean, he, he probably, even at full speed, he probably would have been thrown out at the plate. Uh, but, you know, you never know. In that situation, late in the game, you've got to make the other team make a play. If you get thrown out there, that's I, – I, I really don't have a problem with it because how many other – 
you've got straw coming up. You know what he's done in that game, and and the the result was was exactly what uh, you could have predicted with two runners on base was the strikeout. So uh, make them make a play, make them make two good throws. You never know uh, to get you at the plate, uh, and and Rosario. Uh, has has shown in the past, but uh, again, he's he's got the knee. He's been dealing yeah, with that, that's, so that's know, what I was thinking. They had the knee. They're going to be careful with them, you know. And and uh, do you want to make the last out at the, at home plate? I don't know. I mean, and, and I, but I guess you do have straw coming up. But still, I don't yeah, know. I, now, if it were if it were Quan, your next batter, you know, maybe because you know somebody he's he's at least going to put the ball in play. But you know, straw had. Strahd struck out uh, previously in that in that game. I, I don't know. It, it, to me, uh, maybe maybe trying to make them make a play would have been uh, the right decision there. Uh, Jose Ramirez, but but again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question Sarba. I thought it was yeah, a good I, thought it was I, thought, a... I, I thought he would have been out if even if yeah. he had been at, at full strength. So uh, Ramirez, uh, Jose Ramirez snapped an 0 for 16 skid uh, with a base hit in the eighth inning. Uh, so you know this is a guy who. Maybe the uh, the pressure of needing to do more with this offense had been getting to Jose, but it was good to see him get on base and and score a run there. Yeah, I, Joe, this is like like you said, the 0 for 16. He started the rally in the eighth eighth inning, but to me, I, it just doesn't look like the same guy to me, Joe. I I don't know what you know. He, he goes through these funks sometimes, but he's popping the ball up a lot. You know, we don't see him driving the ball. When he does drive the ball, it kind of dies at the track. I'm, I'm still not convinced his his hand is 100% from the offseason surgery. Um, and and I do think, like you said, that the uh, kind of the the pressure of um, you know trying to hold you know carry this offense is is weighing on him. I, the thing that concerns me a little bit, he's making a lot of quick outs to me, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, swinging at the first pitch. And you know you, he doesn't. He's not even working the count, and he usually does that pretty well. But you can tell he's. I don't know if he's feeling for it or he's just being over aggressive. But it, it doesn't look like uh, the Ramirez we saw last year. Yeah, if he were making loud outs, if he were squaring the ball up and 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 lining into you know bad luck outs or whatever, that'd be one thing. But this is this is weak contact. This is you know bad ground balls, pop ups to you know behind third base, behind shortstop. Uh, I, we're not seeing him get into the ball as much as we're used to seeing Jose Ramirez. Uh, I don't know if it's anything physical. There's been no indication that there's that it's anything physical uh, with the issue, but uh, you know that would lead me to believe that it's an approach issue that he's he's pressing a little too much just to try and get uh, get the big hit that sparks the team. And he knows that you know we saw it uh against the cardinals in that walk off uh, hit if the if the moment comes to him he's more than capable of of handling it so uh you know we've seen that in the past for sure uh that that brings us to you know back to to Shane Bieber uh 5 and 2 thirds innings uh almost a, a quality start there for for Bieber uh as he goes out there and and can't uh, can't finish the 6th inning gives up the run uh, the the decision that he made earlier in that inning with uh, after a, a leadoff double to uh, Masataka Yoshida, uh, he's on second base. Uh, by the way, the Guardians couldn't get that guy out uh, at all in the, the early part of that game. Uh, Yoshida, the the rookie for the um, the Red Sox, um, Yoshida's on second base. Uh, Beaver gets the hard ground ball back to the mound. 
and and the play there is to to freeze the runner, you know, hold him there, and then turn and make the play at first base uh, to get the the sure out with with the uh, you know Turner not the fastest guy running at first, but Bieber uh, decides to to try and you know force the issue to to make a play uh, with you know at that point Cleveland's offense hadn't been doing much of anything. He probably figured he wasn't going to get any additional runs to work with. He probably figured he he needed to keep that runner from advancing and scoring and, and cutting into the lead. Uh, so he throws behind him. Uh, he throws wide of second base. Uh, it goes as a fielder's choice with no error. But uh, really, the the mental error is what what really cost Beaver in that inning. He by by trying to to not give up a run, he winds up giving up the run because uh, Kike Hernandez uh, gets the RBI single uh, with two outs. Uh, that brings Yoshida in. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's just a matter of trying to do too much. And, and really the, the Cleveland's lack of offense is and, and lack of ability to add on runs later in the game is, is I think, what sort of played a factor in, in Bieber's mind there and trying to have to force that play. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head right there, Joe. Uh, you know, he, I, I like what Bieber said last night after the game. He goes, you know, I try to hang my head on making good decisions. That was a bad decision. You know, I think uh, Francona said, I'm sure Bieber, as soon as he let that ball go, no, knew he he had made the wrong choice there. Should have, like you said, fr- frozen the runner at second base and taken the easy out at first. Then you, you get out of that inning without the run scoring. It, I mean, if it unfolds the, the way the rest of the inning did. But, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – Joe, that's uh, what they are. That's that was their 29th game of uh, one you know, of scoring, you know, a one run game where the game has been decided by one run. This was, uh, you know, it, at the time they had a two nothing lead. You know, their their margin of error, you know, every game this season has been so small that, you know, I think it eventually it does show. You know, yeah. it shows on a play like that. It shows on, you know, a, an error like uh, like uh, Gabriel Arias made. I think, you know, people are feeling that. they they Players feel that tension, you know, where they've got to be almost perfect. And you can't play baseball that way. Yeah, they're all gripping the bat too tight right now. That's uh, that's the, the whole the point of it. You, you can see the whites in their knuckles. That's uh, – uh, everybody knows what's going on and and what the problems are, and they're tr- they're all trying too hard instead of letting the game come to them. Uh, and you know that's uh, eventually it, it's going to work out because you know Tito's going to you know say or do something that 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 sort of steadies them out. But uh, right now it's just it's really hard to watch even some of these veteran guys uh, who 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 know better. Uh, really pressing and, and trying to to make plays where there aren't, uh, and that that Bieber play last night was a the prime example of it. So bad decision for Bieber, uh, big decision for the Guardians coming up. Uh, you know, it's we're we're less than 60 days away from the the trade deadline, uh, and and this is something that we really haven't uh, you know dove very deep on in the podcast here is uh, you know what would a, a Shane Bieber trade look like because. Uh, the big thing that happened in, in baseball yesterday, if uh, if you weren't aware, uh, the $185 million uh, free agent signee for the Texas Rangers, 
Uh, Jacob deGrom uh, is is on the uh, the injured list, and he's going to have uh, Tommy John surgery. Uh, he's going to be lost to them. The the Rangers, who are putting up all sorts of offensive numbers, averaging better than six, almost six and a half runs a game. Uh, you know, they they've sunk a lot of money into that roster. And uh, right now they they're going to be without one of the, the guys that they thought was going to be a cornerstone of their pitching rotation. Uh, maybe the Rangers are now a, a player in some sort of potential Shane Beaver trade scenario. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if if the Rangers thought DeGrom was going to be, a, you know, a, a major part of that rotation, they were they were dreaming. I mean, this guy hasn't pitched what, Joe? I mean, he hasn't pitched for two years. He hasn't made a, taken a regular turn in the rotation. Great they arm, him, great, great they pitcher. Gave him, but but they gave, but, they, gave, they gave him five years and one hundred eighty five million dollars. Of course, well, that's because they're that. crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy to do that. They should have known. They had to know. They didn't. They they had to build in a, like him missing a year into that contract, at least a year. I mean, the guy, the the Mets, the Mets were the Mets were doing somersaults when he signed when he left. Yeah, I I mean, okay, so that that doesn't change the fact that now that there's a a spot there in their rotation or there's a need there for no. them. So what can how can the Guardians take advantage of that, uh, you know, knowing what they did? They've already fleeced the uh, the um, Rangers once with, uh, you know, in terms of pitching with um, getting Emmanuel Class A uh, for broken down Corey Kluber. Uh, you think the uh, the Rangers would be uh, hesitant to make a deal with Cleveland uh, knowing, you know, how they got, uh, you know, basically bent over on that deal? No, I I think uh, I think they'd be I think they they I think they're all in on this, don't you, Joe? I think that that Ranger owner spent a lot of money the last two years. I mean, two years ago he spent half a billion dollars mm-hmm. on, on uh, all those infielders and uh, to add offense. This winter they went to to uh, for pitching. You know, I think they're they're all in. I I would not. I'm sure they're probably on the phone today. Talking to Chris Antonetti right now, I, I would imagine they've got their feelers out. I I still don't, you know, like we were talking yesterday. Would would you really trade Bieber? I you know I don't know. You got a year left with them, you know. It's it's you know you've got to yes you have depth, but you it's young depth. It's a young starting staff. So do you do you keep if you could get back in this race and you're never out of the race in the AL Central, uh, do you need kind of a lead dog starter? But if you don't have a Beaver in place for that sort of run at the at the weak division, uh, you you would have in, instead you'd have the offense that you need to sort of overtake that. You 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 definitely have to make a trade for for a starting right fielder, uh, you know, a power bat, something in in, in along those lines, uh, somebody out there who could make a difference right now. Uh, you'd also have to get a, a young, you know, probably a mid-level pitching prospect to to restock the um, the, the minors because right now your your best minor league pitchers are in your rotation, uh, and there's another one coming in Gavin Williams uh, at some point, probably before the end of the season. You're you're accelerating his clock uh, down at at AAA if if you deal Bieber away um, as well. Uh, you could put Cal Quantrill back in the rotation when he comes off the injured list. You could, uh, you know, you can make things work that way. Uh, there, there would be enough of a veteran presence, I think, with a Quantrill, Savali, and McKenzie uh, still here if you if you send Beamer along. 
I, I just think you've got to make this trade sooner rather than later. I think the closer you get to the trade deadline, uh, the more teams are going to know how desperate you are and, and, and the, the, you know, the return is going to be less. Uh, I also think you got to look at maybe trying to attach a med Rosario to any trade, you know, saying if you're going to take Bieber, you have to take Rosario too, uh, because that would free up the, uh, the spot on the infield and you could do more. You, you could have a more flexible lineup in that way. No, no that makes sense. You know, that, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Texas. They got Seager and, and Sim, Simeon, right? In the middle of the diamond. Well, Simeon's at second base, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, and Seager, you could you can work a, a, a way around it. You, you know, put Rosario in there and, and have him be rotational. Uh, I don't I don't care what you do with Rosario after yeah. he leaves here. That, that's not the Guardians' problem. Yeah. Uh, it, whatever happens with that happens, but uh, you got to look at you know, hey, they have to take the. You're talking about a, a Rangers owner who. Uh, you know, has, like you said, put a hundred, uh, put $500 million into his payroll over the last however many years. Uh, he's, he's not going to flinch if you need to take what Ahmed Rosario's 9 million or, or whatever he's making now. Uh, yeah. That, 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 that's a blip for him for sure. You know, the, I would think, uh, you know, the, the Rangers, they're, they're winning that division. You know, no one thought they'd be in first place in that division. Uh, like you said, they're pounding teams. They're not just beating teams. They're, they're like the 95 Indians. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what kind of offense they have. So, uh, you know, yeah, they could, they, they would definitely need another arm. Uh, you know, and I would think Beavers high on their list. The question is, what do you, what do you get to, to uh, what? Who's the, the Adolis Garcia? Adolis Garcia. That's that, that's the name that you you sort of zero in on, and you say, okay, let's. How can we make this work? And and you know, what else can we add to to make that uh, you know that sort of a a, a deal come to fruition? Uh, because he's 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 exactly what they need, but he's also not. He's also something that the the Rangers can afford to part with. Yeah. So. Uh... Interesting, interesting choice, and and Joe, the division is still sitting there, right there. The Twins lost; they've lost three straight. The the Guardians lost last night. The Tigers lost last night. The Tigers have lost five straight, and the White Sox have won four straight. They're four and a half back. So this division is a long way from being settled, and and a big move could tilt it in favor of one of those teams. All right. Well, Hoinsie, we will be back uh, again with another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast uh, on Thursday uh, as the uh, series against the the Red Sox gets set to wrap up. Uh, We will talk to you then. All right, Joe. Yeah.